0: sharpen your stakes and fill up your super soakers with holy water. Join us this week on The Swear Wolves as we discuss a pair of vampire movies, 1983's The Hunger and 1996's From Dusk Till Dawn. Dark night.
1: It's a dark night. werewolves horror podcast the podcast that discusses all things horror i'm brett i'm david david happy
0: valentine's day yeah you be my valentine yeah i will give me give me some chocolates
1: <laughs> i got some in my pocket <laughs>
0: <Ooh>. <laughs> come get them <laughs>
1: uh valentine's day i i'm not a fan
0: i'm not either my wife doesn't listen to this podcast so. <laughs> my wife does but <laughs> not, she already knows that i'm not a fan <laughs> yeah i'm not yeah. do you do you do stuff not really. So in the past, here's what happened. Like that has really soured me on Valentine's day. Mm-hmm. There were two Valentine's days in a row where I sent flowers to my wife's work and the delivery company fucked it up and didn't yeah. do it. Yeah. Two years in a row. Yeah. And, and I was just like, done. I'm just going to, I'll go to the store and buy you a bouquet of flowers and I'll give it to you when you get home. Yeah. I've done that in the past too. Oh, and, uh, flower delivery companies, other, you had one job to do,
1: but they're always and they're always like, late like my wife when she worked at a school when she was a teacher you know they're not there till five o'clock at night yeah
0: exactly so this, and this, this was the same this is when my when my wife was working at a school and i even put on there this is a school yeah it needs to be delivered between these hours yeah and they don't yep and i know it's valentine's day i know it's busy but come on yeah let's think a little bit yeah flower company this is like your day to shine yeah i'll just call uber eats and have them <laughs> yeah. pick up some
1: flowers Take on their way. There you go. <laughs> Tip them big. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'll I'll do something for my wife for Valentine's Day. Uh, but here's the problem with me my my anniversary happened on January 28th. Oh yeah, and ten uh, years, right? Ten years, and uh, but every year. It's our anniversary, obviously. That's, <laughs> that's in, how it works. It's <laughs> calendars work. So that's January 28th. My wife's birthday is February 23rd. That's oh, my sister's birthday. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I'm married to your sister. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> um, no, but my wife's birthday is... I have a brother. <laughs> my wife's birthday is February 23rd, and Valentine's Day is obviously February 14th. Yeah, you're and then screwed. Christmas is December 25th. Yeah. So it's like in a three-month period, no, two months from From December 25th to February 23rd, those two months.
0: That's rough, man. Like I
1: got four holidays that so I we, have got
0: to, a, we got. We got it pretty spread out. Like our anniversary is in uh, May, and then my wife's birthday is in August. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, <laughs> we're, I'm not. That's tough. I'm I'm four
1: holidays in two months.
0: <laughs> yeah, we usually just like I'll uh, I'll make my wife dinner, or maybe sometimes we'll do it together, and we'll just relax. We're not. Neither one of us are super big into Valentine's Day.
1: Yeah, it's
0: more of We're just, christmas and halloween people yeah you exchange gifts on halloween <laughs> <laughs> no you should start that tradition
1: but you do have halloween trees oh yeah i've seen those you should start a new tradition where you halloween have ha- present halloween present yeah but it has to be something spooky yeah <laughs>
0: spooky make it extra spooky <laughs> uh it being valentine's
1: day you know Okay, there's Valentine's Day horror movie. My Bloody Valentine. Yeah, we did that last Valentine's year. Valentine's yeah. Day, I think, is another one.
0: Yeah, Valentine. Yeah. it's Which like, we
1: thought about, but no. No, it's not. I mean, like, listen, we did My Bloody Valentine. That's all you're getting. That's all you're getting. <laughs> you, want, you want Valentine's? But the other thing about horror movies is that vampire movies tend to be, like, romantic. Right. Like, everybody, all women love vampires. Like all of them. <laughs> Every single woman. Every woman loves vampires. I don't know what it is about vampires that attracts women to them, but it, I don't know if, they, if they're if they sexy. It's because all people that play vampires are always like, oh, I'm so, um, they're always, vampires are, okay, here's the thing about vampires. I fucking hate vampires. <laughs> but here's the thing about vampires. We've talked about this previously, but they're always like emo. Oh, yeah. They're always like, oh, I'm so... Like, even in the fucking shit... Uh, what are those fucking The bucks? Twilight movies? Twilight movies. He's still like, oh, oh I'm Edward Cullen. I'm so depressed. <laughs> I'm a fucking vampire and I glitter. You know? It's like, they're always like, but chicks, eat it up, man. Lestat. Oh, everybody yeah. loves Lestat. Everybody loves fucking Louis. Brad Pitt.
0: Yeah. Uh, I like Interview with the Vampire. It's a good movie. Everybody does. Yeah especially women i don't know what it is what is it explain it to me they're sexy or it's the time men are from mars women are from (laughs) venus maybe vampires are
1: from venus (laughs) there you go maybe it is it's just like or or it's like that whole lost love like that whole dracula story yeah Where it's like true love will never die you know
0: yeah i think it is something like that so
1: chicks dig vampires chicks dig valentine's day Anything starting with a V, chicks dig, vaginas, so
0: a, vaginas,
1: <laughs> vespas, and violins. <laughs> and violence, and violence, yes, and vampires, and Valentine's.
0: So Day. this is a, an episode for the ladies. <laughs> is that this what, is what I'm all hearing? The
1: ladies out there, for all you ladies. Do you remember? Uh, I don't know why this made me think of this. Do you remember Delilah? Delilah. She was like this radio host, Delilah, and you <laughs> no. would do like dedications. Like uh-uh. She she would do like, um, hey, we're going to play Wind Beneath My Wings for Marjorie. She wrote us a letter, and then she would like read this letter. It's like, Marjorie's son went off to uh, the Iraq War, and we're going to play Wind Beneath My Wings.
0: And she'd always say it kind of in this type of tone. Oh, of course. Oh. hi. Next we're going to do, baby got Bad. <laughs> Followed by listen. Me So Horny by Two, <laughs> two life, life Crew. Me So Horny is for all the ladies out there <laughs> who are feeling
1: horny. <laughs> um, yeah, so Delilah. That was Love. It was like Love. It wasn't Love Line. Did you listen to Love Line?
0: A little bit. Is that Adam Carolla and Dr. Dr. Drew? Drew? Yeah, pretty, I listened to that a little bit back in the day.
1: That was pretty big in the
0: 90s. Yeah. Yeah, I would listen to it every once in a while. But it, was, it wasn't like that. It was more like.
1: Casey K some long distance dedication. This one goes out. Um so chicks dig vampires. So we're gonna do some vampire films for Valentine's Day. Yeah. The two Vs. Hmm. First Valentine and this and this one is like it's got the cast for a chick movie. <laughs> David Bowie is a vampire. Chicks love David Bowie. Yeah. I don't know why.
0: I love David Bowie.
1: You are a chick. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's settled.
0: <laughs> yeah. David Bowie, Susan Sarandon, Catherine Denove, Catherine Deneuve. Deneuve. And Dan Hedaya. You know? <laughs> yeah, everybody
1: loves Dan Hedaya. <laughs> I like him. Um, the Hunger from 1983, written by Ivan Davis and Michael Thomas. Novel by Whitley
0: Strieber. Do you know who Whitley Strieber is? No. It's a guy though, right? Yes. So, Whitley Strieber, he's... I re- think Whitley, I think of a different world. Isn't that... Is that Whitley? Was it Whitley or Whitney? I don't know. Whitley. I think you're right. I think there was a Whitley. That, that show sucked. It wasn't very good. Dwayne Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: after Lisa Bonet left, like, yeah. she was only on one season, I Yeah. Think. That's it was right. Like, it was supposed it to was be... a sp- weird
0: spinoff from the Cosby show. Yeah. You know? It was just okay.
1: Yeah, whatever. Uh, Whitley Strieber, he's an author. He also wrote a, a nonfiction book. Well, he claims it's nonfiction called communion which was a movie starring christopher familiar. walken yeah 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 about a guy who get who's a novelist who gets abducted by aliens whitley Strieber says that bullshit happened to him
0: oh. i don't trust anything
1: whitley Strieber says
0: i was gonna say did you get the butt probe yeah i think he did i got, think he got all that good got the stuff the probe. <laughs> got the works
1: he's <laughs> like it's like when you're at a car wash and yeah it's what like, do you want <laughs> give me the works give me a little bit of everything it's like all right well
0: everything involves something going up your butt he's like oh all right if them's the rules, then you know, so be it. Yep. But uh, he wrote the
1: novel. Uh, it's directed by Tony Scott. This is Tony Scott's first director. Yeah. Or, uh, obviously, it's his first directorial debut. We only have one. Debut. <laughs> you only get one. It's his directorial debut. Uh, Tony Scott directed some classic films
0: Top Gun. Uh,
1: Top Gun. A True Romance. Yep. Was Tony Scott. Man on Fire. He did a lot of like action films. Mm-hmm. Uh, Last Boy Scout. Oh, did he do that
0: one? Yeah, his films tend to have a certain look.
1: Yeah, he is dead. Yeah, he killed himself. He jumped off jumped a bridge off a bridge in L.A. Yikes! Um, he was not healthy, but apparently Ridley—he's the brother of Ridley right. Scott. Ridley Scott came out and said that he also had cancer, oh, so that's he's terrible. probably depressed about that. Ugh. So it is terrible. Tony Scott was a good director. Um, made some really good films. Ridley Scott also a talented director. Yeah, I mean, pretty good. They're brothers, <laughs> and they
0: made. Really good films. It's a talented
1: family. Yeah. yeah. So that is uncommon. But uh, anyway, R.I.P. Tony Scott, but he directed this. Music by Howard Blake, Denny Yeager, and Michael Rubini. I don't know any of those people. Yeah, me neither. Uh, starring Catherine Deneuve as Miriam Blaylock, David Bowie as John Blaylock, Susan Sarandon as Sarah Roberts, Cliff DeYoung, Tom Haver, Dan Hidea as Lieutenant. Allegreza.: Allegreza, thank you <laughs> i was gonna say al jazeera? <laughs> <laughs> jazeera yes uh budget information i don't have any budget information for it but box office was 10.2 million i can't imagine the budget was too big i wouldn't think so but um
0: it is what it is yeah so story okay so i watched this with my wife also like i said she loves vampires i tried to get my wife to watch this one she's like yeah i'm good okay well movie opens up we got Bauhaus. Yes, Bela Lugosi's <laughs> dead. Yeah, I've seen Peter Murphy a couple times in concert. Yeah, he's awesome.
1: I'm not a. I'm not a fan. Not I'm a not. Ba- you're not a Bauhaus fan. I'm not a not fan. Okay, I'm just not a fan. Again, that type of music though, my oh. wife likes
0: that. Like that first new wave. That uh, first, uh, yeah, uh, post punk. Yeah, that first um, Bauhaus album's awesome. Does she like the song Double Dare? Probably. I dare you.
1: She she listens to like when we're driving in the car like she'll have first wave on Sirius XM. Mm-hmm. They play but a lot of that stuff. They play all that stuff. Like I said I've said this in the past she loves Morrissey, she loves like all that kind of like new wave. Yeah, kind of goth- kind of gothy. Yeah, like Yeah. emo music. It's fucking vampire music. <laughs>
0: vampire music. But yeah, get uh, Bella Lugosi's dead right off the bat. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a good um, opening.
1: And they're at this club and uh, we got them performing on stage. And uh, David Bowie and Catherine Deneuve are there and they're like dressed to the nines, Mm -hmm. looking like vampires. Yeah. yeah. And they spot a couple out on the dance floor who are, you know, pumping and grinding. (laughs) And uh, they kind of give them the old signal. Come hither. Yeah. Yeah. They must, they must, because they're vampires. I mean, we, I know they're vampires right away. Like we know that this was what this movie's about. Right. We're not like... Oh, are they vampires or are they not vampires? Yes, they are. They must give them some kind of like, I'll put a spell on you. <laughs> like, <laughs> because you're
0: mine. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: They like look at them and then all of a sudden they're like entranced. Mm-hmm. So they take them back home. Yeah, back to their place. They start doing the dirty. Yeah, we get
0: some boobies right like, away. Right away. Right away.
1: Right away boobs. Yep. And um, Bowie's with the chick and uh, Catherine Deneuve is with the dude. And uh, they start They're like in
0: separate rooms. They
1: start humping. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, by the way, David Bowie, worst kisser ever. I don't know if you noticed that. I noticed it. Like I said that to my wife. I'm like, he's not a good kisser. He's a terrible kisser. He just kind of like puts his mouth. Over the mouth? And just kind of moves it? And he opens his mouth before he goes in for the kiss. Like he like. Here I come. Coming in hot. (laughs) And he just presses his lips. It's not like. He, he has no lip movement. Yeah. Here, let me show you what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Come, come here.
0: here. <laughs> and practice on your hand. But he's
1: like, yeah, he's like, uh, you can't see.
0: But I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> he's just ramming his hand. Yeah. So it looks uh, <laughs> suspect. Uh, your hand moving back and forth towards your mouth. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> it was just,
1: just imagine. Okay. Listener. All right, everybody. We're going to. Everybody close your eyes. Unless you're driving. Close so your eyes. Turn things down a bit. <laughs> Turn the lights down, put on some mood music, mood music, and I just want you to picture someone coming at you with their mouth open and then just pressing their mouth against your mouth against your mouth. Not kissing. Because yeah. that's not kissing. That's just putting your lips on yeah, someone's let's face. Touch,
0: let's touch lips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did not notice that. All right, that's open funny. your eyes. Open your eyes. we <laughs> back. What did you see? <laughs> what did you feel? <laughs> I felt
1: lips. Uh on my face (laughs) (laughs) and they weren't mine yeah and and this is david bowie david bowie is like a sex symbol yeah i don't know why like again this goes to like a chick type thing chicks dig bowie like
0: sex yeah he's just an artist he's got an interesting look his style yeah his music he's kind of androgynous at times yeah
1: uh, and by the way, I want to give Bowie props. Like I thought he did a good job,
0: dude. David Bowie was a very underrated actor. Yeah, I always see the Prestige?
1: him as. I always see him as Jareth.
0: Yeah, yeah, and he's great in Labyrinth. Yeah, but he's really good in the Prestige. Have, have you seen that one? No, dude, what, you got to see the that Prestige. He plays uh, Tesla, someone with um. Oh yeah, I did see The that Prestige. One? Yeah, that movie's so good, the Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, so that's uh, uh what's Hugh his Jackman. Name? Oh, is, and uh, is Christian Bale in that. Christian Bale. Yeah, they're yeah. the two main guys. Of course, Christian Bale. Michael Caine.
1: Michael Caine. (laughs) Michael Caine. I'll do this film. (laughs) I saw it. This will be the film that I do, so I can buy my summer cottage. Cottage. (laughs) Cottage. I don't know. It's good. Did you ever? Did did I ever talk to you about that? Like that acting.
0: Uh,
1: Michael Caine. I think we have talked about before when
0: he did Jaws: The Revenge, and he did it to buy a house. Well, he did do that,
1: but he also (laughs) like wrote a book wrote a book someone wrote a book and put Michael Caine's ghost name on it. ghost wrote it it's uh, called Acting for Film or Acting mm-hmm. on Film something like that by Michael Caine. but there was also a video that he did where he's talking to a group of actors. It's kind of like inside the actors studio before yeah. before inside the actor <laughs> studio and he's teaching them how to act on film. But like the big takeaway from this, and you can probably look it up online, is Michael Caine talking about blinking. And he's like, oh, just sit there and I don't blink and I'm not blinking and I'm still talking and I'm not blinking. And meanwhile, he's doing it. His eyes are getting water. (laughs) Tears running down his cheeks. (laughs) He's like, well, I'm not blinking and you just can't blink. Because if you blink, it shows weakness and you have to be strong in a film. (laughs) Like his big thing is like not Not blinking. blinking? That's weird. Yeah. I think I still have the book somewhere. A professor in college, my acting professor, gave it to me to borrow, and then I that's, left college, and I never gave it back.
0: Uh, that's a weird thing, though, Like, because if you're acting, you know what people do all the time in real life? Blink. Yeah, it's very common. But you do, I mean, listen, there's a lot of stuff people do on film that we don't do. That's true. That we
1: accept. But the blinking thing, and I get it, for like a close-up. Yeah. Like you can't just sit there and be like, I'm <laughs> right. the blink, blink monster. Um, so, but that's his big thing. Hmm. Anyway, it's kind of funny. He's like, oh, just stop blinking and stop blinking and I'm not going to blink anymore. Just he says blink like 180. He says blink
0: 182 times. <laughs> That's where they got the name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but anyway.
0: But anyway, yeah, they're back at the... Oh, uh, they kill him. Yeah. They, Did I say that? Yet? Yeah. No, we didn't say that yet. Oh, yeah.
1: So they're fucking him and then they kill him. <laughs> and, then they kill him. and then they kill him. And then they drink the blood. Yeah. But meanwhile, like kind of intercut with this are these fucking monkeys. Yeah. It's weird. And one monkey goes crazy and eats another monkey. Yeah. Kills it and eats it. And it's like a monkey in a cage. I mean, like, I understand why we had the monkeys. But at, when you're seeing it at first, you're like, what the hell's going on? Even at the end, I'm kind of like, what the fuck is going on? But that's another story. That's a, <laughs> that's a story for another time. Like after we're done. But it's like, uh,
0: yeah, I was confused. It was weird. And then they put them in a, an incinerator and they burn their bodies. Not the monkeys. No, no, no. Yeah. The people. Yeah, the people. <laughs> the, people. <laughs> the people that they kill.
1: But the getting back to the monkeys, this is where Susan Sarandon works. She's yeah. like a scientist, doctor, something. Yeah, yeah and she's studying aging, rapid right. aging. Of course. So there's this disease that she talks about that's a real disease that people can have where um, uh, young people look older than they are. I'm sure we've all seen that at some yeah, point. Yeah, people age rapidly. Doctor. Well, they look different. They look like old people. Yeah. Kind of. Um and their bodies degenerating also right. rapidly. So people that have like a severe case of this disease will die by the age of 16. Right. Which is sad. So she's studying that and she wants to reverse aging.
0: Yeah. She's talking about sleep and aging. Yeah, and she's studying it on these monkeys that have the condition. Yeah. And then the one goes crazy. But it was goes apeshit. <laughs> I'm a monkey, not a uh, monkey. yeah. I'm an ape, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, a completely different type of primate, sir. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to throw my feces at you. We both do that,
1: <laughs> yes. So that's happening, but also okay. So David Bowie and this girl, Miriam Blaylock, they are. By the way when they said Blaylock, I just kept thinking of Mookie Blaylock, <laughs>
0: the <laughs> basketball player, yeah. Uh, and the original name of Pearl Jam was it called Blaylock? Uh, the, the band was called Mookie Blaylock. Oh, was it? Yeah, they changed it. That's funny before, and then they, yeah, it became Pearl Jam. Yeah, better name, yes. <laughs> also was, a weird name, but, but, better, sure. than but better than Mookie Blaylock, and probably less lawsuits.
1: Yes, I think that was the yeah, that was it's like Green culture. Jello and Green Jelly, green jelly. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um.
0: Little pig, little pig, let like me man. in. Not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. Little pig, little yeah. Open up, open up, open soon. What a stupid song! <laughs> yeah, I loved that song when it came out, though. I was like in elementary yeah. school. Didn't
1: they have a music video? It was a music for video, it? Yeah, yeah,
0: that was cool. Yeah.
1: Um, Okay, so Bowie and Miriam are talking, and they're like forever. There's, there's a lot of like non-talking scenes in this movie. There's mm-hmm. a lot of like flowing sheets.
0: Yeah, it's very music video-y.
1: Yeah, a lot of classical music. Yeah, a lot of doves. A lot of, yeah. Birds. Dig, if you will, a picture. <laughs> of, you and I, you I, engage I engaged in, in a, a kiss. Very awkward kiss. <laughs> Me just pressing my lips. Lips against your face. Can you, my darling, can you picture this? Very white. Very, like, not sterile, kind of sterile. Very clean. Cold. Cold. This is the other thing about fucking vampires, okay? Not fucking them, but fucking. <laughs> like fucking vampires. Like as an adjective. Yes. Um, They always like it dark. Yeah. And I understand that sunlight kills vampires. Well, of course, not this movie. Not mo- in this not movie. movie. Fuck this movie. But <laughs> I understand sunlight can hurt vampires or makes them like weak or they don't like it. But like artificial light, like if I was a vampire and I couldn't go out at daytime... I'd probably have my house lit up, right? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, I like light. We yeah. like what we don't have. I like seeing. Yeah, turn on a couple of fucking lights. <laughs> like artificial light is fine for you. Yeah, don't be so vampiry.
0: Yeah, <laughs> maybe they want to bigger. save on the electric bill. <sighs>
1: True, but if you're a vampire, <laughs> you've been around for a while. Like you bought GameStop you got stock a long time ago, and you've cashed it in. <laughs> yeah, you've got bucks. You know, you've got bucks. It. Like if I lived for like 200 years, I'd probably be rich.
0: And the Blaylocks are definitely rich. Oh yeah, yeah. They teach classical music. Yeah, to because this young girl Alice. they came from like. Well, David Bowie's been a vampire since I think the 1600s, and uh, Miriam's been a vampire even longer than that.
1: Yeah, I think we find out at the end like she was an Egyptian.
0: Yeah, which is bullshit. Yeah, she doesn't look it, and she doesn't look it, and she is French. That's it. Right. She's a
1: French lady for sure. <laughs> she's a white French Egyptian. Yeah. Not, not no. true. That didn't happen. <laughs> they te- they're teaching classical music to. Uh, yeah, we get some flashbacks too of them mm-hmm. like wearing powdered wigs and stuff, and then, uh, but they teach classical music to this girl across the street or whatever. Yeah, Alice. She, she's a violinist, and uh, uh, Bowie's a cellist. Yep. And the other, and Miriam's
0: a pianist. And John's not feeling very well. And uh, I think it's funny, uh, Alice says something like, uh, I've got some lewds. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, you want some lewds? Yeah.
1: She steals them from her stepmom. Yeah. (laughs) Because she (laughs) buys them by the gross. Uh, But anyway, uh, they see Susan Sarandon's promoting some book on TV. Mm -hmm. And it's this book about aging. Miriam's the first to go to, like, a bookstore to buy it. Yeah, because
0: she knows something's up with John.
1: Yeah. Something's up with John. And uh I don't know why I said it like that.
0: Is something's up something's wrong with
1: Jack. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> something's up with John. Something's up with John. Uh and he knows something's up too. He doesn't sleep anymore.
0: His hair is falling out. And she
1: and he starts asking her what happened to the others. Yeah. Insinuating that there was lovers Com- of hers. Companions, yeah, before him. Before him. And how long did it take and It was, like, within a week.
0: Yeah, like, once they They started aging. aging. (laughs) They're done.
1: So, uh, anyway, she goes and buys this book, and uh, she makes eye contact with Susan Sarandon, and they, like, have a moment, which was weird. Again, that hypnosis, Mm -hmm. vampire hypnosis. He, David Bowie, goes to visit Susan Sarandon at the... The clinic. Clinic, and she brushes him off, and he's like, no... Uh, I'm aging I got liver spots
0: yeah he's like how old do you think I am and she's kind of like I don't know and he's like yesterday I was 30 yeah and she's like yeah you're crazy yeah well she even says like I'll see you in about 15 minutes I got to go to a meeting and she just totally brushes him off and just never shows up and she calls security he waits in the waiting
1: room yeah and uh for like a couple hours but in that couple hours he turns into an old man
0: Yep, he ages very quickly.
1: <clears throat> he ends up looking like Grandpa of Texas Chainsaw. Dude, Massacre. I wrote that in my notes. Yes, <laughs> I wrote the same thing. <clears throat> we've been we've been doing this podcast for too long. We have the same thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so Bowie goes and he's he's old looking now, and he goes back to Susan Sarandon and He's like, "You lied to me." Yeah, he
0: bumps into her. I think and like she's as like, as like, "What the fuck? Is he's leaving, leaving the building."
1: About? he's like you said you would meet me in 15 minutes it's been two hours and she's like what you're the same person basically yeah and he's like yeah and now i'm gonna leave fuck you and she's like wait come back because now she wants to study him because he he did age and he's like no i'm out fuck you so he goes back home um and he continues to age and like i said he ends up looking like grandpa in texas chainsaw massacre
0: and then fucking he kills somebody like I kind of way Oh he kills home. Alice. Well he tries to kill the he, roller skater. Yeah that's right he's listening to and then he runs. Fun Time by Iggy Pop <laughs> <laughs> and then
1: he runs away and then he kills Alice
0: yeah Which we didn't mention sad. this but um, it was kind of insinuated that Miriam was kind of grooming Alice to replace David Bowie. Oh was it? Potentially as like her next companion. Oh I think so. He yeah. asks about it at one point and she oh. doesn't answer him. Okay. He's like who's next who's after me is it Alice? Yeah makes sense yeah
1: um, but he ends up killing Alice as yeah. kind of like, well, okay. So now that you say that maybe he does it twofold, right. To feed off of her, to mm-hmm. try to preserve himself, but also to prevent Alice from becoming this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's kind of the way I took it to like save her because yeah, he, he likes her save her he, by killing. He has her play music for him and stuff. And okay. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. I understand that a little bit better anyway. So he kills Alice, uh,
1: Miriam comes home. She ends up burning Alice's body in the incinerator. Yeah, she
0: sees John and he tries to kiss her and she no longer digs him because he's old and gross. And Uh, he asks her like, hey, kill me. And she refuses. She won't do it. Yeah. She puts him in a coffin and puts him up in an attic with other coffins. Yeah, that was fucked up. So like she carries his body upstairs and yeah, puts him in a coffin. With a bunch of fucking pigeons. Yep. By the way. Fuck those animals! <laughs> yeah, it's like you stay here in this coffin forever now. Yeah, and well, there's like six, there's seven stacks. Other, yeah, uh, of other coffins. So that's all of her other lovers, and they're all not dead. Yeah, and they're all just ugh. That's sad. Rotting it's
1: away in a coffin, awful. alive. Gross. Fuck that. No thank you. No thank you at all. <laughs> Bowie's not in the film anymore. Yeah, like twenty five minutes, thirty minutes
0: in, we have no more Bowie. You know what's weird? This is my second time seeing this movie, and I have a completely, well, I'll get to it eventually, but a completely different point of view of this movie from the first missile. And I thought, I remember Bowie being in the whole movie. Yeah. So when she put him in the coffin, I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. Well, all right.
1: That's what I thought the movie was going to be about him. Yeah. But, um, it, it's not, it's more about Susan Sarandon now who's coming to look for John and, uh,
0: Miriam yeah. and her, and she Miriam tells her that John's in Switzerland like trying to get help Cure. for his problem. Yeah. And so but then Susan Sarandon and
1: Miriam they kind of start they have a moment talking and, and
0: she gives him her number. She's like, "Well, when he gets back, have him call me. Here's my home number, here's yeah. my office number." But you can tell she looks kind of hypnotized.
1: Yeah. And then Sarandon has a dream about her. She starts seeing her reflection in mirrors. She can't get her out of her mind. Yeah. She's enamored. Mhm with that vampire enamoring <laughs> spell. Yep. So she goes back and then one thing leads to another and they fuck.
0: Yeah, you know, she shows up, yeah, and she's not wearing a bra. No. No. And she spills like wine or sherry or something on her boobs. Yeah. And her yeah, well, get some nippleage. Yeah, she takes the well, they get completely <laughs> naked. Yeah. And they fuck. <laughs>
1: 1983 this happens. This is this turns into a softcore porn.
0: Quick. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is a softcore porn as far as i'm concerned this is a cinemax after dark movie <laughs> that i would have that i would have watched y- yeah when i was young
0: <laughs> yeah exactly an erotic thriller yeah but while they're uh banging uh miriam bites susan sarandon and drinks some of her blood and then uh and then feeds her own blood and then to feeds susan her own sarandon. blood to susan sarandon
1: yep so they exchange blood so what does that mean Mm. she's she, she's gonna be she's yeah. gonna be a vampire well Susan Sarandon's got a boyfriend they go out to eat and uh she's
0: not hungry she orders a steak rare and she doesn't eat it yeah and he's like why are you being weird and he's like very suspicious right off the bat. he's like why were you over there for like three hours yeah what were you doing and why are you weird <laughs> why are you so weird <laughs> you're weird you're weird <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: and why is there a wine, a wine stain on your shirt <laughs> <laughs> take that shirt off <laughs> take your top off um she gets really sick. Yeah, she barfs like in
0: the toilet at home. Yeah. And
1: so he because they're doctors, he's like, draw her blood, check yeah, it. Blood test. She's got fucking disease.
0: Yeah, and they found out she's got two types S-T-D. two types of bloods in her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh <laughs> You got the clap. Mm, yeah, you laid with someone who is unclean. <laughs> uh, she's got two types of blood in, in her system. And one of them's not human. But it's not anything that they recognize. And it says, like, it's more sophisticated than human blood.
1: Yeah. And they see the track mark on her arm. Well, the bite mark.
0: Yeah. And they're like, what's that? And she's like, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, (laughs) she goes back to Miriam. She's supposed to go to a doctor appointment. Yeah, but she knows. She skips the doctor. She goes to Miriam. And she's like, what the fuck did you do to me? Yeah, what'd you do to me? She's like, listen.
0: She's like. like, You're you're part of me now. Yeah, she's like, you belong to me. Yep. We belong uh, to each other. And she says.
1: We belong to the light. We
0: belong together. We, yeah. belong. whatever we deny or embrace, for ourselves so for better. We belong. We belong. We belong,
1: <laughs> we belong together. This is Delilah. <laughs> <laughs> This is this goes out to Susan Sarandon and Miriam Blaylock. I like how I'll do that. Like we'll be talking about a movie, and I'll refer to somebody as their character name, and the other person by their real name. Like, I'm like, <laughs> all right, David Bowie and Miriam. Yeah, <laughs> Susan Sarandon and Miriam. Well, Dan Hidea comes around, Lieutenant uh, Al Jazeera, and he comes around. <laughs> yeah, he's sniffing around because uh, Alice is missing. Yeah, he doesn't really have a big prominent role. I bet you in the book he's only in here, a couple scenes. You know? Yeah, but he's like he's looking for Alice. Uh, anyway, he comes around. He has a brief scene. Susan Sarandon's sick. She's over at Miriam's house. And
0: uh, did you catch the Willem Defoe cameo when she goes to the phone booth? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like he's one of the guys at the there's like two guys, two kind of grease balls. Yeah, he's one of them. Fucking Willem Defoe. <laughs> uh, they uh, he looks like a vampire. He does. Did he ever play a vampire? I don't know. He should. Yeah. Shadow of a Vampire. Yes, the one with uh, John Malkovich. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He played uh, Nosferatu. Yep, he played Max. Well, Shrek. he played Max Shrek. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's a fun movie. Yeah, interesting movie. <laughs> Miriam brings a dude home. She fucking eats him. Yeah, she brings a snack. Like well, she kind of brings it for Susan Sarandon, right?
1: Yes, but doesn't
0: I think that was Susan the Sarandon
1: end up killing Tom. Yes, so Tom comes over looking for Susan Sarandon. And Susan Serena kills him. Yep. And then she goes down. She's full on vampire mode now. She's not sick anymore. She doesn't got the sweats. She doesn't got the DTs.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's looking good.
1: And she comes feeling, down. She's feeling good. And uh, her and Miriam have a moment. And while well, they kiss, also bad kissing.
0: Yeah, and she tells her like the rules, like you gotta sleep like six hours a day, you gotta feed once a week. Yeah. Yeah. Which
1: I'm like once a week, 52. 52 people you gotta kill? A year. Yeah. There's 52 bad people out there. <laughs> exactly. Go fool like Dexter. Like, there's 100 on the Senate.
0: Vamp- yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> go fool Vampire Dexter. Yeah. Just, yeah, kill bad people.
1: Yeah. Um. Anyway, so as they're, like, having their moment and they kiss... They have these onk necklaces. This is where we know that she's like Nefertiti or something. Yeah. They have these onk necklaces and there's a blade inside of them. So when they rip them off, this blade comes out.
0: Yeah. And that's how they usually slit the people's throats before they drink their blood. Yeah. Rather rather than just biting them. They don't have like fangs. Yeah. They don't have like. Yeah. They
1: slit the throat and then slurp the blood. Nope. And Susan Sarandon pulls her ankh necklace off and switchblade comes out. She kills herself. Yeah,
0: slits her own throat. Yeah, she's
1: like, fuck you. I don't want to do yeah, this Yeah, I don't want to be a vampire. Yeah, I don't want to eat only
0: once a week. <laughs> Which I was a little confused. So she had already turned, right? So how did she die?
1: Well, okay. But so here's she was the thing. turning. These vampire rules
0: are very loose in this yes, movie. Yes, yes, yes. Because oh, they yeah. go
1: out during the day they can see the reflection, they can get their picture taken.
0: Yeah, I just thought that part was weird cuz like she had already basically become a vampire, but What I don't understand I thought she could now not die. She could only be young for, you know, a finite amount of time and then start rapidly aging. Okay, so why does Miriam
1: not rapidly age? A. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Is it cuz she's the queen? That's kind of the way I took it, but then something happens in a few minutes that destroys th- throws that. that out the window too. Or do they get sick? Is that what it is? Is like, did Bowie get sick? Did he
1: catch something? And that's why he's going to die? Because now he's got like a disease.
0: Yeah, I don't know. And so they
1: have to keep themselves healthy. It's like the whole death becomes their thing. Like take care of your (laughs) body. Take care of your body. Yeah, I don't know. Because you're going to be in it forever. I don't know either. I'm thoroughly confused.
0: Yeah, the final act of this movie is a little confusing. The first two were confusing (laughs) also. But yeah.
1: Anyway, so she goes to kill herself, and then Miriam's like, Well, I guess you're fucking going in a coffin. Got to put too. you in a coffin now, yeah. And so they go up to the attic, and then all of a sudden, all the coffin
0: folks come out.
1: Yeah, the fucking mummy lovers yep. start popping out. Yep. And they push her off of a fucking balcony. Balcony. She falls it's several weird floors. Hours.
0: Yeah, it's like a big townhouse it's like Huge. three or four stories it's like 18 stories yeah, she falls all the way down she falls all the way down she lands and then at, she starts aging and then she starts aging why and
1: then all the mummies die
0: yeah why well, well I, mummy, I thought the, the mummies, mummies died because, because me she the, dies yeah i think so and it also reminded me a little bit of the chimp or the baboon scene at the beginning when it just starts like rotting yeah but so.
1: but they hadn't yeah uh,
0: uh, yeah what made that happen was it because she died but she
1: didn't die i know <laughs> because then she doesn't <laughs> die because the end of the movie susan sarandon is now the fucking a fucking vampire she's alive still yeah so she didn't die and she's got miriam locked in a fucking coffin in the other
0: room and miriam's screaming her calling name. calling her name yeah and that's how the movie ends <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> you want me to go first or you want to go first Go ahead. So, the first time I saw this movie, I loved it. I was like, wow, that was such a good movie. When did you see this Um, movie? This was probably five or six years ago. Okay. Um, And I bought it, and I haven't watched it since I've owned it. And then, so I popped in the Blu-ray to watch it this time. And there were things that, I, like I said earlier, I just remembered it differently. Like, I remember David Bowie being in the whole movie, Mm -hmm. and I thought I remembered the movie being sort of a love triangle between David Bowie, Susan Sarandon, and uh, Miriam, Mm -hmm. like wanting kind of competing for attention with each other, which I think would have been a more interesting movie. Yeah. Maybe that's how I originally remembered it Maybe that way. that's
1: another movie, though.
0: Yeah. But. I think that's called Against All Odds. <laughs> <laughs> you see that movie? Uh, no. Take so,
1: a look at me now.
0: <laughs> I know the song. It's just an empty space, right? There's just an empty space. <laughs> Go ahead. So. In this coffin here.
1: There's an empty space in the coffin.
0: There you go. <laughs> take a look at me now. I'm coming back to you. Here's good It's a chance <laughs> I gotta take. That's what David Bowie should have said. He should have popped out of the coffin. Take a look at me now. Look how fucking gross I am. <laughs> how can I just live here? There's you just walk a walk fucked away. up face.
1: <laughs> and I'm stuck carrying this coffin. Cause. <laughs> what Bowie song would have even been singing in there? Oh, I I'm don't know. I don't you? I me and boat China girl? I don't know. That's China like <laughs> only boat dancing in the street.
0: Yeah, dancing in the street. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh god. Now, that video is so weird.
1: Did you ever see the did you ever see the video where someone like overdubbed like they took out all the music and oh. it's just this guy? We have to watch this. If <laughs> you've never seen it. Doesn't, have you never seen it. That doesn't sound familiar. Okay. We'll watch it. I'll I'll explain it. <laughs> all right. For all of you out there, I don't know what you have to look up. But it's like search, like dancing in the street, dubbed silent dub or something. And basically what he did was he took out all the music and he's this guy who did this and he's singing the parts. But it's also like the sound of their feet. <laughs> like, like you can hear all the other things. Yeah.
0: Just no music.
1: It's fucking hilarious. It sounds wonderful. Anyway continue i'm sorry i interrupted you with my <laughs> no, phil collins song <laughs> um, you remember to be in a love triangle
0: yeah and it really isn't and i think that would have been a more interesting movie um but what i really don't like about this movie is it the ending is awful they should have had like the susan sarandon killing herself so that she doesn't live forever that would have been a fine ending and then i thought they just completely cheapened it by her being a vampire at the end. still taking being alive, over. And doing the same thing. Which it's like she, that other movie. What was that on Daughters of Darkness? It was just... Yeah, the ending was terrible. But I found the rest of the movie to be somewhat interesting. I thought the... Like, Susan Sarandon... Like, the acting was all fine. You know, some of the shots looked cool. Like like I said, very music video Yeah. But overall, it's not a good movie. I remembered it being a lot better. I gave it two. All right.
1: This movie was awful.
0: <laughs> this, the The thing that
1: sucked about this movie was the whole thing. Um... I I will give it this Tony Scott's directing I think was good I think This is a movie that he did And people are like This guy can direct a film We'll give him another We'll give him a better movie We'll give him Top Gun
0: Yeah We'll give him Top Gun Was that his next movie? Uh, Probably Take him to the danger zone That's only That's three years though Yeah Well Probably around then Probably
1: He didn't work for three years And they're like Fuck it Get Tony Scott (laughs) Get the hunger guy on the phone Give him that airplane movie But Top Gun was a really good movie I love, I fucking love Top Gun. Top Gun's You know ever yeah. saw Top Gun in the theater. I think I did too. Like I was, uh, you were.
0: I would have been like six, five or six. Yeah. If I didn't see it at the theater, I saw it on VHS very early. You know what else was a good movie? Iron Eagle. Oh, is that Lewis Gossett Jr.? Yes. I haven't seen that movie in forever. That movie was fucking awesome. <laughs> I used to watch it. My, we owned it on beta. God. <laughs> I think I've probably only seen that movie maybe once or twice and it would have been like in the 80s. It sucks. But it was fucking awesome in the 80s. Like that and Top Gun. Like yeah, put a good that double on, feature.
1: Yeah, if we did a if we did a, a different type of movie podcast, that would be the double feature there that we'd watch. Fucking good, man. Um anyway, Tony Scott did a good job directing. Not his greatest film, but it shows his talent. David Bowie, good job. Susan Sarandon, cute. I don't like her with short hair though. <laughs> yeah. I don't like the eighties hair. It was very eighties. Yeah. She looked
0: like Annie Lennox.
1: Yeah, but, but he, Annie Lennox with short hair is fine in the yeah. 80s. Susan Sarandon needs long hair <laughs> for the face, uh, you know, because it's like years later, she did. We just talked about Witches of Eastwick, and she looked more beautiful in Witches of Eastwick than she did in this I would movie when she was younger. Yeah, agree. And when you go back to Rocky Horror Picture Show, she looks better then. that's true, than she did in 83. So, this movie didn't really do her justice. Even boobs can't save this movie. Even Susan Sarandon's boobs can't save this movie. This movie, it was nonsensical. There was nothing uh, redeeming about it at all. The the character who I was most interested in, they kill off 25 minutes into the movie. Yep. And he, like, to your point, I thought the movie was going to be about him and his struggles to, to, try to cure, cure himself. himself and then developing this relationship yep. with Susan Sarandon and then Miriam being an evil, you know, fucking master yeah and you know them whatever happens happens right that would have been better your idea would have been better but that's not what this movie was so this movie gets i'll give it one (laughs) only because of the boobs (laughs) (laughs) and that sounds so sexist it's a half for each and i and i apologize (laughs) but that is the only redeeming quality of this movie Uh, that's fun so that's a one and a half And, and it was stupid like and and I'm not a big fan of boobs just for boobs' sake, right? I've talked about that. I'm on not this podcast. either. I think
0: we've talked about that. Yeah. yeah,
1: and I don't like that, but I like Susan Sarandon. Exactly. Um, 40 year old me,
0: boobs, no big deal. Yeah. 16 year old me would love this movie. <laughs> yeah, but uh, maybe that's what it was. maybe it was six years ago,
1: you were when I saw hornier?
0: it, uh, Yeah, exactly. Maybe boobs were more of a novelty than like, when you were 34. Well, I ra- I age very very rapidly. Is oh, the thing. So. But then you would have been... <laughs> at 34, you would have been old, too. No, it didn't. It just started. It just started. Yesterday, I was 30. <laughs> <laughs> you do have liver spots. How
1: old was, how old was Bowie in 83? Uh, how old was he when he passed away? He was 69, 68. All right, so this movie would have been 30 years prior. Yeah. So he would have been... So 40. Yeah, that sounds about right. He looked a lot older than that.
0: I, do you think it's because he's so fucking skinny? Maybe. That dude Bowie did a lot of drugs too though. Yeah. I mean he was clean by this point, I think. But he But in the seventies, lots of drugs. Super skinny though. Yeah. Like was well, probably shortly after his cocaine phase. Oh, really? I think so. I don't know if he was still doing coke around this time. I don't know. It was the 80s, man. <laughs> Everybody did coke. I was doing coke in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they were like, oh, you're a kid. You're yeah. living in the 80s. Here's some coke. <laughs>
0: now go to kindergarten. You go to Yeah, exactly. Go to your closet do coke off the toilet. Yeah.
1: Get a hall pass. And yep. Go to the bathroom. Uh, what do you have to do? One or two? I have to do... Number one, and then I have to do a line.
0: A line, yeah. They're like, all right, Brett. That's chalk. Like, <laughs> quick, no, it's cocaine. Quick bump before we go to recess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gonna be playing with some four square. I need that energy.
0: <laughs> fucking tetherball.
1: <laughs> Pound that shit. <laughs> I fucking killed three kids in tetherball <laughs> today. Yeah, I just hit the ball so hard. Yep, knocked them unconscious. Hey, listen, the hunger. One and a half is what we give yeah. it. It. I. I. It's probably more of a cult movie now. It is. Yeah. But nobody in their right mind thinks that that's a good movie. No, no. That's nobody's favorite movie. And I think we- <laughs> <laughs> nobody's like, The Hunger is my favorite movie. Maybe. I don't no, know. Nobody. Nobody. I bet you even Tony... Even Susan Sarandon probably is like, that's a piece of shit. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Whitley Streber. That guy abducted by aliens, my ass. That's just an excuse for your terrible writing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they put something weird up his butt. Yeah. That's what inspired this movie. <laughs>
1: Uh, From that, we go to another different type of vampire movie. Now, this is way different than The Hunger.
0: Yeah. And I'll be honest, I kind of paired these movies because they're both vampire movies that on the surface may not appear to be a vampire movie in a way. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Put a little bit of thought into it. Um, This
1: movie came out in 1996. Oh, From Dusk Till Dawn is the name of the movie. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's important. Uh, From Dusk Till Dawn, 1996, written by Quentin Tarantino with story by... um, uh, Robert Kurtzman. Yep. Kurt, Kurtzman, Kurtzman, yep. Sorry, uh, directed by Robert Rodriguez, music by Graham Revelle, Uh starring. Har- this has a has, has a cast. Okay? It really does. So I'm going to whip yeah. through it. Uh, Harvey Keitel as Jacob, George Clooney as Seth Gecko, Quentin Tarantino as Richard Gecko, Juliette Lewis as Catherine, Ernest Liu as Scott, Salma Hayek as Santanico Pandemonium, Cheech Marin plays three different. three different guys uh danny trejo tom savini fred williamson michael parks john saxon kelly preston yeah quite the cast there's a lot of people the last three that i named by the way are have all passed away so that's pretty sad kelly preston john saxon and michael parks all within the last couple years
0: yeah john saxon and kelly preston not only did they die like recently they died within like a week of each other ugh Something and like. they're
1: and they're in the scene together.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think they both died like within days. And aren't they reprising role, roles from another film?
1: I want to say that the role that Kelly Preston plays in this movie is a role in the movie is, she, is it encurdled? It's not a Quentin Tarantino oh, I don't movie, know. but it's a, a movie that Quentin Tarantino like produced or hmm. or helped. Like produced after the fact, like promoted. Yeah. Um I think it's this. I think she's playing the same news reporter hmm. character. I don't know. Tarantino has a way of doing that, like bringing people in and out of movies. Michael Parks plays uh, Earl McGraw in this movie, which he reprises that role in Kill Bill. Yep. And in um Grindhouse. Yeah. In both segments of Grindhouse, Earl McGraw's in. So, he uh and and Michael Parks is awesome. Yep. Maybe all three of those. John Saxon, Kelly Preston, you know. Uh it's really sad that uh those people are no longer with us. But on to happier things. Um but there's a lot of callbacks to other Tarantino slash Robert Rodriguez films in this. Like, we got Big Kahuna Burgers. Yep. Um, you know, I, I don't know. There's there's a lot of, obviously, Cheech Marin's in it. Selma Hayek's in it. Those guys are always in uh, Robert Rodriguez films. You get the trunk shot, things like that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Lots of nods to other films. So, uh, this movie came out January 17th, 1996. Budget was $19 million. Box office, $59.3 so made a little bit of money. Um, I saw this in the theater. Nice when uh, it came out. Like I was a huge, I still am a huge Quentin Tarantino fan. Yeah. And when I was a senior in high school, in 1994 in '95 is when I graduated, but 1994 that's when Pulp Fiction came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't know anything about Quentin Tarantino before that movie, like a majority of people. Although Reservoir Dogs had already come out, and I went and saw that movie, and I was like infatuated and this is pre-internet like pre like yeah websites and like you know all that kind of stuff so i couldn't like research him i didn't have anything all i knew is that he did another movie reservoir dogs i rented that fell in love with that movie and then when this was announced it was like holy shit another tarantino film yeah and he's in it yeah i was really excited yeah well he's in pulp fiction too i guess but very small yeah 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 and he was in a movie called destiny turns on the radio hmm Not good.
0: No. Um, I didn't see this at the theater, but um, our friend Mike, mm -hmm. uh, his stepdad or ex-stepdad worked at a video store. So he got screeners all the time and Mike got one. And uh, I remember one day at school, like he was like, look. He's like, no, no, no. (laughs) He was like, after like today, uh, this afternoon, he's like, you guys got to come over. I just watched this movie last night. You have to see it. He's like, I'm not going to tell you anything Uh that happens, but we got to watch it. And I remember as we watched it, I was like. What the fuck? Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll I showed, get to that. I
1: showed this to my son last night. Awesome. And, and he, he's did he 13. know anything going in? He knew absolutely nothing. Fantastic. Yes. All right. So this is a vampire movie, but if you don't know that, yeah, you don't know. The first half of this movie is a Quentin Tarantino slash Robert Rodriguez typical film that they were making in the nineties: Desperado, yep. uh, Pulp Fiction, uh, Reservoir
0: Dogs, El Mariachi. Those
1: types of films, that's what this was.
0: I wrote it down. This movie doesn't turn into a vampire movie until an hour and one minute in. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Opens up. I should say that Robert Kurtzman had the idea for this movie. He had
1: the basic story and he actually hired, I know they were friends, so I don't know how much money actually exchanged Mm -hmm. hands, but he hired Quentin Tarantino to write this. I think he might've done it as a favor. Tarantino might've done it as a favor or a payment for Kurtzman doing the effects on reservoir, reservoir Dogs. I think
0: you're right. I think I remember reading that. Because he did the He ear did the ear effect. thing, yep.
1: Uh, and Kurtzman's part of k who Nicotero uh, is also in this movie. Uh, he has a little scene with Tom Savini at the bar. Oh, okay. Uh, but anyway, they uh, he so Tarantino wrote the script. The script was originally going, and we talked about this on our uh, Tales from the Crypt uh, oh yeah it was supposed to be demon a Knight. tales from the crypt uh movie it was supposed to follow up demon night but uh
0: but they decided to do Bordello of blood
1: instead yeah dummies yeah well i don't know if the movie would have been the same had not robert rodriguez directed it
0: no you're right yeah you know and and
1: clooney being in this mm-hmm. really like well we'll talk about this <laughs> later um so the movie opens up just at a uh, convenience store, liquor store. Yep. And uh, there's uh, Earl McGraw, the, the uh, Texas Ranger. He comes in and he's bullshitting with the guy who works the counter. Just some young guy, loser, whatever. And they're just bullshitting. About. Yeah.
0: And Michael Park's like, I got to go drain the lizard. Yep. <laughs> so he goes and uses the bathroom. Well,
1: as he goes to the bathroom, out pops George Clooney and uh Quentin Quentin Tarantino. Quentin and a couple hostages. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, well, I'm doing what you told me to do. I'm acting naturally. And he's like, you let him use the bathroom. And he's like, listen, if I didn't, he would think something's up. He's come here every day and yeah. every day he uses the bathroom. Right. So I, if I said, no, don't use it. He's going to think something's up. Right. And they're like, all right, get him the fuck out of here. Or we're going to kill you. Yeah. Both. We're going to kill everybody. And he's like, all right, guy's still playing it. Cool. Michael Parks buys some whiskey getting ready to pay for it
0: boom head blown off yep yep quentin tarantino shot him yep and uh yeah and i love it and uh, george Clooney's like what the fuck are you doing and he's like dude he signaled uh, the cop and he's like i did not <laughs> like i love that uh, that back and forth because like quentin tarantino's full of shit like he just wanted to kill that guy well he's also insane yeah he's nuts he sees what
1: he wants to see exactly and what he wants to hear um so <laughs> they start fighting and they end up uh shooting or Tarantino ends up shooting the clerk but not killing him like he shoots him in the mm-hmm. shoulder and he goes down and uh, then there's a big gunfight yeah the the hostages actually escape yeah uh, they don't kill them but there there's a big gunfight between them and it it's gonna be really hard for me not to spoil like my rating for this movie while I'm talking about it but <laughs> there's there's just this really good editing done here with the um
0: Going back from the clerk to Clooney to Tarantino, yeah, and like he gets a roll of toilet paper and he puts like some lighter fluid on it and he makes like a bomb because yep. Quentin Tarantino shoots out the liquor bottles behind him so they're gonna yep. burn him alive. Yep,
1: but they're going back to your whole thing. Tarantino's like, uh, if he if he wouldn't have said uh, save us, <laughs> yeah, you know, if he wouldn't have signaled them, this would have all been cool and the guy's still like, <laughs> I didn't say anything. I did not say anything. <laughs> Clooney's
0: like, it doesn't matter now because yeah, now, now you're, now you're, you're gonna, gonna die. die. Yeah. Anyway, they burn him, they shoot him. And I like when they burn him, like he falls into like a bunch of popcorn. And it starts so popping. Pop, yeah, the popcorn's <laughs> going off. Uh, they uh, they walk out of the liquor store and it's
1: blowing up behind them. Classic shot.
0: That's a great shot. Robert Rodriguez And neither and either, and one of them react, It's nope. is very
1: cool. It's just blowing up behind them. They get in the car and they start driving away and we get the opening credits. Yep. As they're driving, drinking the whiskey, doing whatever, popping pills, um, the, the camera also pans back to the trunk where we see like this um, it's ex- a, yeah. x-ray shot or mm-hmm. whatever of what's in the trunk
0: and it's a hostage. Yeah, from the bank that they robbed. It's a yep. bank teller. Yep.
1: Come to find out, these are the Gecko Brothers and they're... uh they're bank robbers. They're bank robbers. George Clooney... Actually, uh, Quentin Tarantino's character has busted George Clooney's character out of jail. Yep. We get that little backstory uh, at some point in the film and they've robbed this bank and they're heading to Mexico. They're going to meet with their uh, contact in Mexico who, if they pay him 30%, yeah, they get safe harbor. They get safe harbor in El Rey. Yep. That's where they're going to. Now they they check into a hotel. There's another <laughs> funny scene <laughs> with the hotel clerk.
0: I love that scene where he's like ringing the bell. Yeah. And, he's, and the guy's and like, What do you want? He's like, What I want do you a think room. I want, you mean old bastard? <laughs> I, want I want a, a room. fucking room. And the guy's like, Oh,
1: okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> um, uh, they get a room, they pull the hostage out. And uh, they're talking to her. Clooney has some really good monologues in this movie Mm -hmm. where he uh, basically is explaining to her. And you just picture Tarantino dialogue. I mean, right. He has a very specific style. And uh, he's basically saying, if you do what we tell you to do. Yeah, everything's going to be fine. You're going to be fine. If you don't, then we're going to kill you. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm going to go out, check the border, see what the border looks like. Cause they're like right in El Paso. Yeah. Which so. is really close to the uh, Mexican and uh, American border line. And uh, he's like, I'll be back. Richie, you watch her. And then Richie calls her over to the bed. He's like, come watch, hey, cartoons watch, with watch
0: TV with yeah. me.
1: Very sweet and everything. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we meet Jacob, who is Harvey Keitel and his two kids, Juliette Lewis uh, plays Catherine. And then Scott is the, bro- is the brother. And uh, we find out that the mom is dead. Is dead. She died of cancer.
0: Or no, she died in a, car, a car accident. accident. Sorry. Yeah.
1: She died in a car accident. Jacob was a
0: minister and he has given up his ministry. He's kind of lost his faith. Like he still believes in God, but, but he just, his faith is shaken. He just hates God. Yes. Yeah.
1: Is what he says. He's like, I still believe, but I just don't like him.
0: We got beef. And
1: <laughs> they're driving in a motorhome. So to kind of clear everybody's mind, take get, a
0: little family vacation.
1: Yep. They're going to drive cross-country in this motorhome. But he wants to stop at a hotel just for one night so he can sleep in a regular bed yep. before they like go on the road. It just so happens to be the same hotel. <laughs> yeah, bad move, buddy. That the Gecko
0: Brothers are staying at. Uh, That's where Clooney comes back with the uh, big kahuna burgers. Yep. And uh, he gives it, it to Richie, and they're kind of eating and just talking. And Clooney looks in his hand. He's like, I, I, have, got, extra I have three burgers. Where the hell's the hostage? Yep. He's like, oh, she's in the she's in the other room. And then
1: he goes to look in the other room. And before he goes there, Tarantino's like, before you look in there, let me explain something. And then Clooney opens the door.
0: Yeah. he's like, how do you. We don't see anything. Yeah. You just see little flashes of like blood. Everywhere. Yeah. All over the place. And he's like, how do you explain this? Make me understand.
1: Yeah. And he gets pissed at Richie.
0: Yeah. And he's like, what the
1: fuck is wrong with you?
0: He's like, we don't. Like, this is not who we are. We're not killers. We're bank robbers. Yeah. We're not rapists. We're not killers. Like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But Tarantino's definitely got problems.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's got some issues. But he basically tells him like, hey, listen, we're brothers. We need to put all this behind us. And soon, you know, we'll be free.
1: Yep. It's at this time that Clooney runs into the family in their motorhome. Mm-hmm. And so he gets the idea that this family is going to help him cross the border. I don't know how they were going to cross the border in the first place. Maybe they were going to use the hostage.
0: Yeah, I don't like, know. You let us cross. Or they were still we'll kind of working up. out how they were going to do that. I don't know.
1: Yeah. But uh, he comes up with this idea that he, him and uh, Richie are going to get into the motorhome with the family, and the family's going to drive him to Mexico. Yeah, they'll
0: just smuggle him in.
1: Yep. Uh, so he does. They take the family hostage, they get in the motorhome, and they start driving. It, i mean there's, there's well this there's is where the character and they learn a little bit about each other and yeah, yeah exactly stuff that i've already said yeah uh it, it is funny though this is where we see that richie's really a fucking sicko <laughs> uh he's looking at juliette lewis who is uh in a bikini it, that's also funny is like when they first take the family hostage juliette lewis is out at the pool yeah so she's not there she comes back and she's like what the hell's going on here and uh tarantino goes we're having a bikini contest and you just won (laughs) yeah (laughs) anyway she comes in and he's like eyeing her and then in his head he sees her look at him and she goes richie will you do me a favor and eat my pussy (laughs) yeah and he's like uh Uh sure (laughs) and then and then it cuts her and she's like what yeah and then later on they're in the motorhome and he goes uh were you serious about what you were saying back
0: there that thing you asked me to do because she's like because
1: i'll do it She's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, you asked me if I... would And then he's about ready to tell her. And then George, George Clooney, Clooney shuts yeah. him up. Yeah, he's like, shut up. Stop talking. He's like, we'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs> Such a sicko. It's so gross. And he's also like, I interfere. This total Tarantino. Oh, the feet?
0: Yeah. Tarantino loves his feet. He does. Yeah, you got a foot thing. He does. Fucking, fucking A, he does.
1: <laughs> I just tell my wife as we're watching this, I'm like, he wrote... There's a scene with Selma Hayek coming up. Oh. I was like, he wrote that. Absolutely. Specifically. For himself, because it
0: involves his own character. You know, he added that day of shoot. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. He's all, Um, by the way. Selma, I'm going to need you to stick your toe in my mouth and uh, maybe pour some whiskey You went to Robert Rodriguez
1: first, and he's like,
0: I got this Uh, extra scene. (laughs) Yeah. I I forgot a page.
1: I think this will really enhance the character development. Yeah. Okay. So here's what we're going to do.
0: Okay. 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 So uh they get to the border they get to the Cheech, Marin. Cheech Marin scene. <laughs> Yeah, pretty awesome. Like the the Harvey Keitel is not doing a very good job. Like he's trying. Yeah, the, he's trying to, to cover, but you can just tell something's up. So Cheech goes on. He's looking through the the, uh, he looks in the bathroom. RV and he, yeah, and he opens the bathroom door, and Juliet Lewis is in there taking a shit. Yeah. He's like, hey, close the fucking door, would you? <laughs> and as he does, he's kind of peeking in. <laughs> yeah. Like gross. Creepy perv. Yeah, poop fetish. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs>
1: um Anyway, they make it across the border.
0: Dude, and George Clooney has that great line. Uh, when they cross the border, he grabs the kid Scott by the head and he goes, we're in fucking Mexico, you little piece of fucking shit. <laughs> yeah i love it he's like shaking his face while
1: he's saying (laughs) yeah he's like celebrating Uh, meanwhile he's got Uh, three hostages yeah um he tells harvey keitel you're gonna take us to this bar (laughs) the titty twister and we're all gonna
0: wait yep until my uh contact comes and we're across the border so we're all friends now like yep let's have some drinks and hang out Drinks on me yep they make it
1: to this bar the titty twister and uh It is uh, a biker bar, a truck driver bar. And a strip club. And a strip club. and It's uh, awesome. (laughs) It just looks awesome. And we got Cheech Marin outside with a microphone. Cheech Marin's other character that he (laughs) plays. And he's telling us all the different types of pussy we have. Yeah. We got smelly pussy. We got wet pussy. Chicken. Horse. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Dirty. Clean. If you can find a pussy, a better pussy somewhere else, fuck it.
0: <laughs> Dude, have you ever seen that movie on TV when it's edited? No. It's awesome. It calls everything kitty. Chicken kitty, clean kitty, stinky kitty. <laughs> and he goes, if you can find kitty better than that, forget it. <laughs> so stupid. It's like, a, you ever watch Scarface edited? No. Oh, my God. That's, that's the best movie be to awful. watch. Oh, it's a blast, though, because... Every other word is fuck. So like the, it, the forget is just, you? it's just wonderful. They just do all sorts of weird stuff. They used to
1: do that with like Eddie Murphy. When like Beverly Hills cop was on TV, it would say, forget
0: you, man, forget you. <laughs> what was the movie? Uh, where they say, Mr. Falcon instead of motherfucker <laughs> Call somebody, Mr. Falcon. Is that diehard? I think it might be Hard. Yippee ki. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so stupid. Just bleep it out. Just, yeah, exactly. We can all guess. <laughs> yeah, we know.
1: Anyway, they get in there. Danny Trejo. Man, he looks so young. Yeah.
0: Like, I mean. He's pretty big. I mean, pretty buff in this movie. And I we've met him. Yeah, he's a short guy, but I mean, he's buff in this movie. Yeah. He was so much shorter than I, because I imagined him to be
1: like my height, at least, right? I'm six foot.
0: Yeah, no. He is not six foot. No, he's, and I'm what, five, ten and a half? He's shorter than both of us. He's probably five, seven, five, eight. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's older now. He might have shrunk like an inch. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but he's uh, not a tall guy. No, super nice, though. One of the nicest guys awesome to ever guy. meet. yeah. And he was all, thank you, Way thank cool. you so much. And I was like,
0: no, thank you. <laughs> Why are you thinking me? The, I, we may have talked about this in a different episode, but I have a, a, a still of him from this movie that mm. I got him uh, to sign. And he was telling, like, as he was signing it, he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, uh, my daughter took this picture to school one day and was like, that's my dad. And, uh, he went to pick her up and I guess some of the kids saw Danny Trejo like outside and they're like, that's not the guy. This guy is like old and skinny, (laughs) small. Yeah. That's that's (laughs) That's funny. funny.
1: Um, but, uh, he's the bartender and he basically tells him like, this is for truck drivers and bikers. only." And you're neither. Fuck off. Yeah. And him and George Clooney have a moment there. And then this is a really cool scene, too. Like, some other biker comes up behind Clooney, like a bouncer. Oh, and grabs him by the shoulder. And uh, Clooney, like, breaks his finger, (laughs) turns (laughs) around. And the guy's like, I'm going to count to three. And Clooney's like, I'm going to count to three. And the guy goes, one. And then Clooney Clooney goes, two. And I just watched this. And I just watched this movie last night. And I was like, God, if I was... If I was half as cool as that yeah. like and had half as co- the confidence in yeah. that, like if someone was like, I'm going to count to three, I'd be like, all right, well, I'm leaving, guys. <laughs> I'm such a pussy. <laughs> no, no need. <laughs> I'll show my way out. <laughs> yep. I'll count to three for you, yeah, and I'll be out the door. Yep, no
0: problem. Sorry. But Sorry, he's, everyone. He's, That's just the cojones on him. It's like... Yeah. And then that whole scene, like with Trejo and the other guy and Clooney, and then um, uh, Harvey Keitel comes in and kind of saves the day, yeah. and it, but it's intercut with like shots of the band that's playing. And like, they're different, like vocal or like speech beats are like like intercut with like the beats of the music. Yeah. And it's just really good editing.
1: Yeah. And they're saying, they're the band's called Tito and Tarantula. And uh, they're like this blues, like uh, Mexican-American, like
0: rock and yeah blues. kind of rock like rock rockabilly blues. yeah like mexican rockabilly. it's like mexican zz top kind <laughs> yeah, of kind of a little bit yeah. a little bit more uh traditional mexican music
1: yeah but uh really good music awesome and uh, they have this song that they're singing and they're like uh i don't know they they say something like i'm looking for the party and it's like and then they'll play it, and then it'll be the music will stop and like david said and then they'll say the line of like the song Dialogue. lyric yeah. and then it'll go back to Harvey Keitel and all this stuff happening. So it's really edited quite well. But uh, Harvey Keitel does it, save the day because he's like, listen, you said this is for truck drivers. I'm a truck driver. I drive that RV out there. You have to have a class two license or whatever it is. Yeah.
0: He explains it like in a really nerdy way. And Danny Trejo's <laughs> kind of like, okay, yeah, cool. Welcome to the titty twister. <laughs> yep. He's like, I think Clooney's like, do you guys serve food here? He's like, the best in Mexico. He goes, I highly doubt that.
1: <laughs> He's just such a dick. They do have carnitas there, though. I saw a sign that I said did, like, Yeah, it was carnitas, like a neon sign. And I was like, oh, carnitas, I'm so good. I want to go to the titty twister and eat carnitas. Absolutely. But anyway, and there's, you know, people are, we also see other characters. We got Savini here. Yep. He Sex plays, machine. Plays Sex machine. and he, <laughs> This is when he fights with Nick uh, Greg Nicotero because oh, he takes his whip and, yeah, and he, he like grabs his beer right yep and then nicotero's like like pissed off and he wants it back and he like pulls out a knife and then you look down at the cod piece that savini's wearing and it opens up and this like gun comes out with like two two barrels look like balls yeah yeah and then nicotero like walks away
0: that's <laughs> <laughs> pretty nice but it's like so stupid it, i mean shoot st- you shoot you with my dick
1: <clears throat> well complications aside from that, like if you shot a gun right there from your codpiece, your dick would like blow up. But (laughs) like, how does he control it? Yeah. Like there's all these things, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It It doesn't matter. It's just fucking cool. Yeah. We got Fred Williamson who, you know, he's a genre actor from like those old exploitation films Mm in the seventies. Also a former football player played for the, in the AFL. Like, so he's really old. Um, now he's in his eighties, but, um, he, uh, He's, like, trying to do, like, dominoes. <laughs> yeah, like a stripper, a stripper <laughs> like, knocks his dominoes over, and yeah. he's kind of annoyed. Yeah, he's not there, just, he's just there to drink. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we see those guys. Uh, we see some other scenes, a bunch of strippers, band playing, everything's rocking. Uh, the family and the brothers start drinking, doing shots of whiskey. Mm-hmm. and uh, where Salma Hayek comes out. Yep. And all of a sudden Danny Trejo's like, Bow, you dogs <laughs> <laughs> to the most evil, like uh yeah, yeah. satanical pandemonium. <laughs> so she comes out. Also, worst stripper ever. Not only does she not get naked, but that's beside the point. Like, she doesn't really even dance. Like- she just shakes her hips. She's just like I liked it. Well, listen, <laughs> I'm not saying I didn't like it, but I'm just saying, like, I some hike's beautiful.
0: Yeah. But she's not not a, a dancer, dancer right?
1: right? She's just standing there, like moving her hips back and forth. Yeah, with a big snake, kind of
0: gyrating with like a, a big python. Uh, she makes
1: her way over to Richard. This is the t- this is the scene that we were just talking about. Tarantino wrote for himself because <laughs> she makes her way over there. She's barefoot and she's standing on the tables, and she gets right up to Richard, uh, and she shoves his her, her foot in his mouth. Yep, and then pours whiskey down her leg into his mouth, into his mouth, like a fucking leg luge. Fucking gross! It's <laughs> yeah, so disgusting. She's got athlete's foot. Yeah. What does she got? She's walking jam. on those tables. Yeah. Well, that place isn't clean. No. That place is not going to
0: pass any yeah. fucking like health. Yeah. There's COVID things. in that toe jam for <laughs> sure.
1: They're worse. <laughs> it's at this point where oh, by the way, this dance scene goes on for a few minutes. It's pretty long. It's a long scene. Yeah. Almost too long. But I would agree. Anyway, Cheech Marin, who the pussy guy. Oh, by the way, I, we forgot to mention, they punched out the pussy guy on their way in.
0: That's right. The and, then, yeah, Her, and then yeah, uh, then Tarantino kicks him a few times. Yeah. They kind of rough him up. Yeah. So he's now
1: coming in from outside, and he's like, there's those guys right there. Let's get them. And so uh, Seth is like, Richie, there's guys coming. He's like, how many? Three. And so they go into gangster mode yep. here. And they start fighting them. And uh, they shoot them.
0: Yeah. Richie, Richie Richie's
1: hand gets stabbed. Yeah, one oh yeah. One of them stabs Richie's hand and uh which was already bleeding from an earlier movie. Yeah, moment. he got
0: shot in the first scene, right? Yeah. Uh, but
1: uh now all of a sudden Salma Hayek sees it.
0: Yeah, she sees the blood coming out of his hand. She's like, yeah. mm-hmm. Vampire movie. Boom. Now it's a vampire movie.
1: She transforms into like this fucking snake look. She's she's, a weird looking vampire. a snake. Yeah. Right? Because that's why she had the boa constrictor. So she's like a snake Snake vampire. Snake looking vampire. So she uh, attacks Tarantino, like bites his neck and like kills him. He dies almost immediately. Clooney starts shooting everybody. But then everybody pops up and they're all vampires. Yep.
0: And so, uh, Sex Machine shoots uh, Danny Trejo with his dick gun. <laughs>
1: but Danny Trejo
0: is a vampire. Yeah, he pops right back the up. The band is vampires. That part was kind of dumb. Like, the band and they're, like, playing instruments made of dead bodies. Like, where'd those come from? Listen, this is a cartoon. Oh, though. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we can...
1: Oh, I'm not going to fault it in my rating. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, you're right. They're playing instruments out of
0: bodies. Yeah. And they're still getting music out of it. Yeah, I don't know how that works. <laughs> I don't either. There's no pickups. <laughs> uh, I play guitar. That, that's impossible. <laughs> I've tried it. <laughs> I tried it, yeah. They, you can hear all about it on my True Crime podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, every all the worker, all the strippers turn into vampires. All the workers turn into vampires. And now all the truckers and bikers are getting eaten. Yep. And uh, Sex Machine. And Fred Williamson's character, who was Frost, um, they are good fighters.
0: Yeah. So they, they kick ass and Sex take it. Sex Machine, names. I think, kills Danny Trejo with, like, a broken pool stick. Yeah. This is, a, this is like, just pandemonium. And I mean, Cheech Marin gets killed. I think Kate, like, stuffs a cross in
1: his mouth. Yeah, blows him up. Um, just one by one, everybody gets killed. Uh, oh, S- uh, Selma Hyatt gets killed because George Clooney shoots a chandelier and out. And drops up, it drops on her. On her. Yeah. Um. All, all All. this stuff is happening. There's a good scene where Fred Williamson rips the heart out of a guy. Yeah. And then they end up sticking a pencil. Yeah, in.
0: Savini ends up stabbing her with a pencil. That yeah. scene was pretty good. Well, and then Seth has to face off against Richie as a vampire. Yeah. He kills him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then uh, they think they're done, but then all of a sudden they hear bats outside.
0: Yep. And also during the fight, uh, sex machine gets bit but hides it. Yeah. And that's kind of funny, too. Like, throughout, like, the rest of the movie, him <laughs> yeah. trying to conceal that he's turning is pretty fun to watch. Savini does awesome. Yeah, he's good. In this movie. And he's very acrobatic. Yeah.
1: Like, was he a gymnast? I think so. Okay. He has the body of a gym. He's a short, small guy. Right. Um, But he, I mean, really good shape back then. Um, And he was, like, jumping around doing flips. And mm-hmm. it was him. Like, I'm pretty sure it was him doing that's those cool. stunts. Like, I don't know, but it looked like yeah. it was him. The doors are locked and they're trying to open them up, but they hear all the bats from outside. And this is when Fred Williamson tells the story about how he single-handedly killed a whole Viet
0: Cong platoon. That's a fun scene. He's like, I was in Nam, 1972.
1: <laughs> yeah. So he, well, as he's talking about that, this is where Savini starts transforming. And he's like trying to hide it. His hands start turning. Yeah. He gets a and fan. Like,
0: whoa, whoa. Yeah. And he feels it with his tongue. He's like, oh, shit. Yep. And um, this is also around where they're uh, all deciding like, hey, these are vampires. Like vampires are real. So yeah. what do we what do we know about vampires? What do we know? Uh, how to what kill kills them. them? You know how do we fight? Uh, and this is also around where um, Clooney kind of talks Harvey Keitel back into like, hey, if those things are real, like then God has to be real. Like if there's a hell, then there's got to be a heaven. Like yep. everything has changed. Like if you don't have faith, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, and, and he and, even kind of tells himself like, I now have to be a different person. And you're a preacher
1: and uh, we can use you.
0: Yeah, you can bless holy water or you can turn water into holy water, but you got to believe. Yep. And so uh anyway, uh
1: Savini ends up attacking Fred Williamson, turns him into a vampire. Uh the doors bust out cuz a body gets thrown through the door. They bust out, all the vampires come flying in. Harvey Keitel gets bit, I think by Savini or by Fred Williamson, it doesn't matter. He gets bit. It was um Clooney takes It th- was Fred Williamson, I think they bit him. Clooney takes the kids into the back room, and this is where Jake Harvey Keitel, Jacob, he's like, "Yep, I got to do this," and so he grabs like a shotgun with a bat and
0: uses that. Uses cross, a like cross, and then he's like cocking it. Oh yeah, I think it is Savini that bites him. Eh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but yeah, that scene is awesome. He's holding the cross and yeah, cocking pumping it. the shotgun yeah, and then cool. shooting
1: people. Um, he goes into the back room and he's like, "Look, I'm gonna die. I'm already dead." There's nothing you can do to save me. When I turn, you got to kill me. But until that moment, I will help you kill as many vampires as possible. Yeah, but the moment I
0: turn, you got to kill me right away. Yep.
1: And so the kids promise to do that. Um, This is the back room where all the stuff that the vampires have... Stolen from truckers and stuff over the years? It all exists. So there's a bunch of shit back there. So they find some things to make into weapons. We got the outrageous weapon that Clooney
0: makes, which is like a... uh, It's like a pneumatic uh, drill. Yeah. Or something almost like a jackhammer yeah, like a jackhammer and he puts, he puts a like a wooden, s- stake wooden, stake wooden stake in it. On there and like they got like super soakers that they have put holy oh, water in. And they water. get some condoms and they fill those with holy water like his little hand grenades, yep. little water balloons. Yep. Juliette Lewis gets a crossbow. Yep. That's like
1: a pump action crossbow. It's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. And then they go out and they start fighting there's another
0: big fight scene. Yep. Sex Machine turn, turns into like a giant rat-like
1: vampire. Yeah, because they cut his head off. Yeah, and then it grows another head <laughs> and it turns into a rat. Kate kills it. Yeah. Uh, They're throwing uh, holy water grenades and blowing people up. Everything's going to shit. Harvey Keitel turns, uh, but the son Scotty doesn't doesn't churn, kill him. Dumbass. Scotty gets bitten. Yep. They kill Harvey Keitel. Scotty gets ripped apart. Uh, or is getting ripped apart, Juliet Lewis kills him. Yep. And it's just Juliet Lewis and George Clooney, and they're fucked. They're getting surrounded, and they don't have much bullets left. And they somehow shoot a hole into the well, side. Well, uh, the
0: sun starts to come up, and they notice there's a couple holes from just shots that have already gone off, like little beams of light coming through, and like, oh, shit, like, shoot more holes. Yep, so they start shooting more holes, and then, uh, and
1: then there's a knock at the door, like Cheech Marin playing a third role. Yeah. Let us in. He was the contact It's Uh, Carlos. I think was his name. And he, um, yeah, Carlos and he, uh, the door gets opened and the light, this is what I thought was really cool. The light hits a disco ball.
0: Yeah. And like the mirrors, like shoot beams of light light everywhere,
1: everywhere, killing all the vampires and Carlos and his crew see all this. George Clooney and Juliette Lewis run out and the whole place like blows up. The people blow up inside. And so they're out there and Carlos is, George Clooney's like, what the fuck is up with this place? Yeah,
0: why did you pick this place? He's like, ah, it seemed like a good place of it, as any. And he's like, have you ever been here? He's like, no. And then he's like, uh, He's like, what was wrong with those people? And he asked if they,
1: I forget what he asked. And he's like, oh, were, were they crazy? And he's like, crazy people don't blow up when sunlight hits them, Carlos. <laughs> yeah,
0: those are vampires.
1: <laughs> those are vampires. And he's like, oh, I didn't know. He's like, uh, my brother I had to kill my own brother because he turned into a fucking vampire. No, I'm not doing okay.
0: Yeah. I think a discount is in order. Yeah. He's like, uh, 10%. <laughs> and like he's like, no way.
1: Yeah. They settle on the 25. 20%. I think, it's,
0: I think they said 25, right? I think he says end. 20. And then right when he shakes his hand, he goes 25. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, and he's like, you want a cold beer? <laughs> Clooney gives, uh,
1: Juliette Lewis a stack, probably like 30,000. It looked like yeah, he gives her quite a bit of money and uh sorry your family's dead here's yeah. some money and she's like well do you need company and he's like you don't want to hang out with me yeah i'm going to el rey you don't know what that's like down there you're not going to survive yeah, he says i may
0: which be a ba- th- a bastard but i'm not a fucking bastard
1: yeah which i thought was kind of cool of him to be like no yeah because he could have easily taken advantage of that
0: oh absolutely but yeah
1: this is this isn't the life for you nope so he drives away with carlos and they're going to el rey and then she's stuck with the motorhome, and then it pans out, and we see that the titty twister is actually at the top of an old Aztec, Mayan like temple or something, temple. Yeah. And we see like just all these old cars that they've been killing people for years. Yep. End of movie. I fucking love this movie. I love.
0: I love this movie too.
1: I love this movie so much, and uh, you know it was fun. I just told you when my son watched it, he didn't know anything about it, so. When the
0: vampire stuff happens, he's like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. That's how I felt the first time he's I saw like, it.
1: What was that?
0: Yeah. At Mike's house on VHS. I remember like he, like right before it happened, he kind of looked over at me, like biting his fingernails he yeah. like, here it comes, <laughs> here it comes. And then I was like,
1: holy shit. See now, I, I guess I, you guys were a little, you guys were a few years younger than me. So when this movie came out, it like, would have been like 15, 16, I was 18, going to be 19. And, uh, I mean, I had seen the preview, so I knew it was a vampire movie. Okay. So I knew that was going to happen at some point. It's just how it happens and when it happens. Mm-hmm. It's like when you first, when if you know this is a vampire movie, you're watching it and you're like, where are the fucking vampires? Yeah, where are the vampires? But anyway, so you didn't know. That's cool. My son didn't know. And so he thought it was cool. <laughs> I mean, it's two different films and it's two different like realities. Like we have the beginning, which is a heist movie kind of-esque. Very Tarantino. Very Crime kind of on the
0: lam type movie.
1: We got the second half of the movie, which the dialogue is still Tarantino, but it turns into a fucking cartoon, a comic book.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The second half, it's like a breakneck pace and things are are just happening. And there's a lot of blood, but it's a lot of like cartoonish
1: gore. Yeah. It's just, it's not, it's not bad. No. Like I wouldn't be like, oh, this is disgusting. No, there's just, it's just cool ways to kill vampires. (laughs) Right. It's like, I mean, literally it's like, what would Quentin Tarantino do to do this? Mm -hmm. And he writes it. And that's what it is. Also, you have the filmmaking of Robert Rodriguez, who was also the camera operator for this movie. Uh, he did his own camera work early on in his career, especially um, because, I mean, he didn't have budget. Didn't have the money, yeah. Um, and he knew the shots that he wanted. Also, he's he's editing the movie in his head as he's shooting it. I watched the documentary. There's actually a really good documentary called Full Tilt Boogie.
0: Yeah, I've seen that. Um,
1: that I think is streaming. I think you might be able to find that streaming, but... <clears throat> this movie's not currently not streaming anywhere, but Full Tilt Boogie, I think, is. Um, but it's a really good documentary about the making of this. And uh, I would highly recommend people to watch that. Uh it's just a lot of fun. I think I think George Clooney is one of the coolest motherfuckers in this movie. That's <laughs> yeah, something cool. my wife and I were talking about. He plays good bad guys because he's a bad guy with charm. Right. Like even if he's like Danny Ocean, right? Mm-hmm. He's got charm. Yeah. Uh, What's that other movie um, with him and um, Jennifer Lopez? Oh, um, Out of Sight. Out of Sight. I knew it had "out" in it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Out of Sight. That character. He's like this charming, but he's a criminal. He's always very charming. Mm -hmm. Even in this one, he's got this charm, this charisma about him, and he's just. And I heard an interview recently with him on uh, Howard Stern, and. Dude's a funny He's motherfucker. He's very funny, and he cracks me up. Regardless, real, I'm gonna stop. Real blow- prankster. I'm gonna stop blowing George Clooney <laughs> for a second. Um, he was awesome. And this was like, I know it wasn't the first movie he was ever in, but this was like the first like real movie. He wasn't quite a, a star yet. Yeah, this was right around ER. Yep. I actually, this was during ER. This mm-hmm. was like the movie that kind of put him out there. Right. First, you know, because after this, he got Batman and he got other bullshit mm-hmm. movies. Um. But uh, regardless, awesome. Uh, Quentin Tarantino not the best actor in the world, but I thought he did good. He's in fine this in this role. movie. Yeah. Um, you got Harvey Keitel, who's just fucking awesome, and uh, Juliette Lewis, who you know she was. This was after Natural Born Killers. Um, by the way, Juliette Lewis, she's a fucking vampire. She never ages. Yeah, she's still. <laughs> you're right. She looks the same. Yeah, and she's uh, she's four years older than me, so she's almost. Yeah she she's forty seven. She always looks young. Yeah, she. So she was four years. So she was in her 20s. I guess I thought she was older than that. Um, but anyway, she did awesome. Uh, only because she'd been around forever. She was in... Uh, uh, Christmas Vacation. And Cape Fear. Yeah. She was good in Cape Fear, too. She must have been really young, though, back when the Cape... Well, maybe not. Maybe she was like 18.
0: I think she got an Oscar nomination for Cape Fear. I think.
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: Maybe a Golden Globe. But Natural Born Killers, she was fucking awesome. She was very in good in that movie. So she did good. Everybody does good.
1: In this movie. I think the movie is fun. I think the dialogue is great. I think the effects are fucking awesome. I think everything about this movie is awesome. There's some things where I'm... I'm not going to give it a perfect score. Yeah. But I am going to give it four. Boom. Pamela Voorhees heads. Because it's fucking awesome. And it's fun. And it's not slow. No. The music's awesome in it too. Yep. Everything's awesome.
0: My paper says four also. (laughs) There you Um, go. I love this movie. It's just a ton of fun. I mean, you you said... There's, there's not much more to be said. Like, everything, everybody in the movie is great. The dialogue is great. It's funny. There's lots of action. The editing, from front to back, everything about this movie is a blast. And I, I didn't rate it higher because the same. Like, it's not a perfect movie. No. But this is just a, a blast And it's uh, not of supposed to be a perfect movie. No.
1: It's, like, there's, like, definite flaws in it. But who cares?
0: Yeah, exactly. And the, some of the flaws are part of the charm. Yes. So, four all the way.
1: Four all the way with a bullet. And I suggest everybody watch this movie if you haven't already seen it. It's twenty five years old, like that's crazy. Today.
0: That's like, so when weird. When was it
1: released? January seventeenth, nineteen ninety six. So twenty five years ago, just last month. Yeah, crazy. Time flies. Yeah, I know. Trust me, <laughs> I fucking know. When this movie, like more years have passed since this movie came out to now than had since I was born to when this yeah. movie
0: came out. Oh, that's depressing. <laughs> no, I'm fucking. <laughs> We're so old.
1: Oh God.
0: The end is and I'm still talking
1: about it though. I'm like still like I love this fucking movie. I love Tarantino films. Uh, even his bad ones are really good. So I I would never say a bad thing about him. Same with Robert Rodriguez. Even his bad films, I still agreed. Well, except for Sharkboy and Lava Girl, but I haven't seen those. Yeah, you don't need to see those. (laughs) But the spy kid movies are good. I've heard they're good. I don't care who you are. I
0: like Once Upon a Time in Mexico, also. That's a fun movie. That's a good movie. Um yeah. Yeah,
1: All of them. All of them are good. Yeah. Desperado, El Mariachi. Yep. If you have any thoughts on this, vampires, Valentine's Day,
0: vaginas, <laughs> boobs, you should contact us. Yeah. Uh, find us on Facebook, Twitter, or the slash app is The Swear Wolves. If uh, you are on Instagram, we are The Swear Podcast. We have The Swear YouTube channel. Uh, we have... Our website, the swearwolves.com or you can email us at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com.
1: So, for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. Happy Valentine's Day, you bitches. <laughs>
0: If I keep blinking it weakens me but if I'm talking to you, and I don't blink, and I just keep going, and I don't blink, and I keep on going, and I don't blink, and I just keep going, and I don't blink, and I keep on going, and I don't blink, and I just keep going, and I don't blink, and I keep on going, and I don't blink, and I just keep going. And I don't blink. And I keep on going. And I don't blink. And I just keep going. And I don't blink. And I keep on going. And I don't blink. And I just keep going. And I don't blink. And I keep on going. And I don't blink. You start to listen to what I'm saying. And it makes me a very strong person, as opposed to someone who is sitting there going.